Let's Discuss is supported by Daily Harvest. It's easy to make fruits and vegetables part of your daily routine with Daily Harvest. Delicious, chef-crafted foods delivered to your door and ready in minutes. I'm a busy mama who, admittedly, doesn't always make getting my daily veggies a priority, so Daily Harvest has taken a lot of that work off my plate. Organic, nourishing, clean foods with no artificial anything, ready to go in minutes, it's really a no-brainer. Use code Let's Discuss at checkout for $40 off your first box. Your mental health is your dopest health, but you don't have to tend to it by yourself. Get a tribe, get inspired, and you'll get ahead. Get someone to talk to, don't keep it bottled in. You're beautifully human, you should remember this. So it's okay for you to feel emotions. At times we all need to clear our heads. And when you do, just holler at Therapy by Meg. Welcome back to another week. I am here with the one and only Ryan Hamill, and I am, I, my face is splitting open. I can't handle it. Ryan, how do we know each other? Uh, <laughs> what, what a loaded question. Um, so what is it? I'm 37. Are you still 36? Are you 37 yet? So what, maybe 30 years? Yes. So what? Yeah. So we met and, in 1996 at church, which at is- church. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's so funny. I had another guest on Alicia, my friend from New York. Well, she mm-hmm. lives in Louisville now, surprisingly. And anyway, um, and she was like, she said the same thing. She was like, we met at church, which is interesting. Now. <laughs> yeah. That could be a whole yeah. other episode on me uh, on its own. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And then of course, in high school, um, I'm trying to think, was it like German that really brought us together? German German class, German club, yeah. Bavaria, Bayern for life. <laughs> Amazing. Well, wonderful, wonderful. New Albany High School, go Bulldogs, all that. I love it. Um, all right, so I am so excited to have you. I Not that it matters because gender is a social construct, but biological sex does exist. And we still mm-hmm. live in a, in a society that has some standards and norms. Mm -hmm. So I have to be so excited that you are one of only a few male voices that I have on the show. And I'm so I'm really excited to get some more perspective from a male parent advice. And uh, I have opinions. So good for you. (laughs) Yes. I I knew you'd have opinions. So I was like, who can I have on my show? Ryan Hamill. That's going to be the one. So um, yes, let's get started. Toxic masculinity thoughts. <laughs> what a great topic. Um, thoughts. That's broad. So no, I'm kidding. Mike, I actually do have a question about combating toxic masculinity as you're raising tiny humans with penises. Like that. Okay, now me, we've narrowed it down. That's exactly. Oh, I, I was kidding. Obviously, that would be insane. Just like, just here are two words. I was like, toxic masculinity. Where do you want me to start? No. Okay. But tiny At, human with penis. We, that, yeah. How do we be intentional? So I use the word intentional six times at least every session with every client, basically. And I use it a lot on this show. But like, how do we intentionally combat toxic masculinity? How do we recognize the things that like we grew up with that we maybe don't even realize are toxic or the things that we do? Like, how do we be intentional about saying like, hey, you're a tiny little person who currently has a penis. Like, what am I going to do to make sure that you don't grow up in a space where it's like, masculinity is king the one word answer yes probably therapy 
Um, yes. I did not ask him to say that, you all. I did not. So, it, but it's fresh on my mind though because uh, I just am. I'm going to my first appointment with a new therapist next week, uh, and it's actually music therapy. Um, I played the trumpet in like junior high. Uh, yeah. I've always wanted to play the guitar, but I'm not musical. I cannot sing. Uh -huh. um, but I'm interested to know what music therapy entails. And so um, I'm gravitated toward that. I love listening to music. I, I love music. So I'm hopeful that it's it's a different take on uh, traditional therapy. Mm -hmm. But um, so much of what causes the definition of masculinity, and, and we can define it so many different ways, but yeah. so much of what causes that toxicity, uh, you almost can just strip the word masculinity out of it. And it's just toxicity. Um, so much of those things can be addressed and reckoned with just by talking to someone. Um, but my generation specifically, it feels like I, I mentioned earlier, I'm 37. It feels like a lot of guys my age are the ones that you see on social media in their front facing cameras in their trucks yelling about something mm. um and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's really shitty uh, but right. um the de the definition of of masculinity is to me as as it is is if you're masculine if you're a man if you're a real man mm. then you have the ability and you have the willingness to take care of the people around you and sometimes those people are your friends. Those people are your family. And in my case, it's it's my wife and son and my parents and her parents, um, but also the disenfranchised among your community. Mm -hmm. So how do you help your community? How do you help the people around you? And if you, if you're a real if you're a real manly man, then you should be able to to go to bat for the people who can't go to bat for themselves. And, and when you put that into perspective as to what we currently deal with uh, in the United States is think of the people who are every day, uh, whether it's currently within the Supreme Court, whether it's uh, any sort of uh, laws being made against uh, the LGBTQ community, uh, against women's rights, against things like that. And, and predominantly the people making these decisions, they look like me. Mm. <laughs> and a lot of this is so ingrained in um, whatever this manly man culture that we have now is and, and subservient females and all of this other just mm. wild nonsense. And, and I hope that there are more people out there who, who feel like I do about this, where it's just like, man, this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I feel like I'm pretty manly and I You're also, an Eagle Scout for crying out loud. You can do all of the on things. the ground a large portion of my life. Uh, I, we, we're actually shopping for campers uh, because yes. if, if our son wants to, he can surely sleep on the ground. But me, if we go camping, I'm sleeping in a camper. No, um, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so, and, 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 and that also, you bring up another point, like I'm an Eagle Scout. So what does that mean to some people? What does that mean to me? Yeah, I've spent a lot of time outdoors. Hmm. Um, I learned how to tie knots. I learned how to shoot guns. I learned how to drive boats and paddle canoes and different things like that. And so a lot of that is has been spun into this um, manly man thing. If, if you know how to do this, you're, you're manly and you're right. masculine. And, and I think that that's true. I think that's very true. 
But at the same time, I don't want to ever portray what I'm able to do or my outdoorsiness or my anything is, um, I don't want that to ever become toxic because I, I make it a point to uh, push that on other people. And I think that that's where that toxicity comes from is we have this definition of what manhood is and of what masculinity is. And it's, mm -hmm. it's almost tough guy culture. Mm -hmm. It's this alpha male culture. And a lot of times that, that is just, it's people who need to address some really deep seated issues within themselves. And that's kind of where we circle back to therapy is mm -hmm. um, go talk to someone who doesn't have a vested interest in your life. Uh, Talk about yeah. how you feel, talk about all it. And, and, and so you're not going to be on an island where the only people who are manly are guys who shoot guns and eat meat and hate mm -hmm. gay people and or whatever the case might be. Right. But we're we're living in a society where, you know, the least among us and then the people who can't defend themselves, they're they're being left behind mm -hmm. uh, in the name of what's manly or masculine. Right. You know, and I was listening to, um, and God bless, I mentioned Brene Brown at least once in every podcast. You I should. apologize you to should. everybody. <laughs> Brene Brown's like, I literally don't know who this person is. And me, I'm like, hey, have you heard about Brene Brown? Have I talked about Brene? Yeah. So, but right. she was doing a podcast with Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt from Ted Lasso. And they were talking about how they have a lot of feminine culture in the show and i liked how he and i'm i'm paraphrasing and this is you know it, again jason sudeikis also doesn't know me though he is from kansas city um but yeah like he mentioned kind of like divorcing man and woman from feminine and masculine like there's nothing wrong with skirts and there's nothing wrong sure. with hunting i mean there are some things wrong with hunting but like Right. There's nothing, you know what I'm saying? The deer like, should have guns. It should be a level playing field. Right. Sure. But you know, there's nothing wrong with maybe, let me, you know, uh, tractor maintenance, right? But right. it doesn't mean that you have a vagina and you can't be interested in tractor maintenance. Just right. because that might be a masculine thing doesn't mean it needs to be ascribed to a sex, a biological sex. Correct. And there's also nothing wrong with me wanting to wear pretty shoes that hurt my feet, but I think they're pretty. And so, well, again, that is probably another conversation for another day, but kind of, again, divorcing yourself. So they talk a lot about like Stephen Sondheim and like lots of musicals and stuff in Ted Lasso. And they're these little like one-liner mm -hmm. jokes. And they made that intentionally of like, this guy is a premier league gaffer and is talking about all that jazz. Like, mm -hmm. And they use, well, they also use You Never Walk Alone, which is the Liverpool anthem. So fair enough. But also they use that song, which is from Carousel, I think. I, I, look, I have to admit, even now I'm talking way outside of my scope of knowledge. You've lost me. I, I know but reference, I know, point, I know pro soccer team references and things like that, you know. Um, yeah, but, but that's, my, that's my point, though. And that's his point was like, we're doing the show that is about a very powerful athletic sport and it doesn't have to be any sort of toxic masculinity because we're also talking about the music man. And, you know, right. and it's like, and I, I'm, I'm being very specific to the references of musicals, but like, that's the thing that keeps popping into my mind and, and talking about the emotions and talking about, they have an actual therapist on the show. And, and so I really liked what he was talking about though, if we can try to divorce ourselves of like, it's not that gender is dead, it's that perhaps we're trying to learn more about it. And if I identify as a woman, and I identify as feminine, then that's okay. And also I can be into 
car racing. Like I drove in the Grand Prix at Purdue. Like that's mm-hmm. man. There was me and two other women. They still it like really just means you're well rounded. And but yeah, and so there's no reason why another... boys can't do all of the other side of that. Too. It's like for girls, we're like looked upon as good. Oh, you understand tractor maintenance. She's a guy's girl. But then for boys, it's like mm, no. Okay, well, put it into another pop culture reference. Mm -hmm. Think about what a roughly maybe a year ago when Harry Styles wore a dress. Mm -hmm. And he looked fantastic. I gotta admit, I don't know what that, I remember when Billy Porter wore a dress and Billy Porter wore that dress, Christian Siriano, but I don't remember the Harry Styles, so catch me up. So apparently, and I don't know a lot about it. I caught a lot of just passing references, but at the same time, it's like, who cares who's wearing a dress, you know? Literally, who cares? but the there seem to be certain um, bloggers, TV, YouTube personalities, podcasters, whatever, who absolutely took offense to this and said, "Oh my God, it's it's crumbling the fabric of society and blah blah blah." And it's like, no, it's not. It's a guy in a dress. Who cares? He looks, I imagine he looked amazing. He looks fantastic. He looks great. He feels good. He's comfortable, or maybe not comfortable. I mentioned the shoes, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I just. I literally, why do we care? Why, why do we care? Because there is such a, there is such a movement to preserve this weird construct of manliness. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, you don't wear a dress. You don't put yourself in heels. You don't, whatever. You don't um, go to the ballet. You don't care about musicals or anything like that. Yes. Um, There is such a a movement and and I hope it's a small movement, but it gets a lot of attention to preserve this for some reason. We're, we're, we're making our children see guys in dresses and we're all this. And it's like, I, I think that's a great thing. I want, I want my son exposed to, to the ways that people live their lives in real life, mm-hmm. because then the things that go on in your own home behind closed doors that are private, they don't seem weird. Right. You know, and, and, and you made the comment that, that gender's gender's not dead. No, gender's not dead, but how we think about it has changed to the point yes. where gender and sexuality and sexual preference has become almost like a spectrum and how you fall on that spectrum is a very is very personal Mm -hmm. and it's no one's business uh and where you fall on a gender spectrum may be different than where you fall on a sexuality spectrum and 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 a masculinity spectrum and 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 where you do fall on those several sets the average of that is who you are Mm -hmm. And why would we cling to men should X, Y, Z, women should X, Y, Z, when in the middle of all that Uh is probably a whole lot of fun and probably a whole lot of being who we really are. And that's why, again, it comes back to therapy, because if you've constantly repressed who you are in the name of conforming to some pop culture or um, social definition of what a man is or what masculinity is, and you're repressing your true self, therapy can help you. Mm. Because I, I, I promise I did not ask him to say this. This is not in the show notes. <laughs> I not, I've not been paid one cent. Um, but I, I have very strong opinions that that toxic masculinity and things led to um you know kind of the way that our government has been run uh in the past just very recent future Uh, i'm trying to be tongue-in-cheek here this is not a political podcast so i won't get political um (laughs) 
but I also think that uh, toxic masculinity and and the ways that we view um, who is supposed to wield power led to things like a literal insurrection attempt and a literal uh, coup attempt to overthrow the government of this country um, based on you know completely basis conspiracies. But you can tie these things together. You can tie all of these little threads together as to who is participating in all of this and um, tie it back to toxicity just in general. Because like I said, sometimes you can strip the masculinity out of it and it's just, it's just toxic. Toxic. Um, And it just so happens to be purported by, by mainly men. So there you are with, uh, with toxic masculinity, but offshoots of this are, you know, rape culture and, and all of these different things that, that lead men to just believe that they're, they're all powerful and that no is not an option and that what they don't, what they want is the only thing that matters. And so all of that breeds that, that toxic culture. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Oh my gosh. I have so many thoughts. So I know uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay on one thought and my no, brain, like, what about this one? What about this one? I and know. So, I, hope I'm not I, I feel like this podcast is going to be three hours long, but I know we both have places to be, but um, yeah, I think so Austin, my husband sent me a TikTok. Um, I've yet to TikTok. I know. Um, he, he loves the TikToks anyway. So he sent me this one and it was, it was a person explain. it was a man explaining to another man why women are afraid of men. And I'm using very general terms here. Why trans people are afraid of men, why, right? Non-binary people. And so when you're taught, we come, we bring up back to guns. When you're taught about guns, what are you taught? Every gun is loaded. Every gun should be treated Mm -hmm. like it's loaded. If you Mm -hmm. don't know it's loaded, it's loaded. If you know it's not loaded, still treat it like it's loaded. Well, that's how a lot of, again, I'm gonna use women, non-binary trans people, other men too, right? Look at other men and they, they see that and they're like, that person can hurt me. That person can hurt me. That person can hurt me. And so that's unfortunately how a lot of us, I was born in 1985. Like that's, you're taught, like cover your drink at a party, never leave a drink alone. Mm-hmm. Like never go to a second location with like all of the stuff that we grew up with. That, and of course I listened to a ton of murder podcasts um, <laughs> made me think, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this wrong. I don't know if it was Ed Gein. I'm going to say Ed Gein, please somebody, my fellow murderinos, somebody shoot me a DM and be like, not nah, girl. It was not Ed Gein. It was, I don't know. I, was, I don't think it was Ed Kimber. Anyway, doesn't matter. A very, a prolific serial killer mm-hmm. um, was found wearing his mom's high heeled shoes as a young boy and his dad beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. And so, no, that was an Indianapolis story. So it was not Ed Gein. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter who it was. Um, but that's, there are shirts from My Favorite Murder that literally say toxic masculinity ruins the party again. Because when Georgia, one of the podcast hosts was telling the story, the other podcast host, Karen, that was her response because the guy beat the crap out of his son and was like, you're a horrible human being. Men don't dress like this. Da, 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 da. And it's like, if his shoes make him happy, who literally cares? Mm-hmm. And all of this abuse really stemmed from that. And then this guy becomes a serial killer because he doesn't have a therapist to talk to because he doesn't have anybody who supports him. He can't be his true and authentic self. And I'm not making excuses like, and therefore we should exonerate him for being a horrible murderer. I'm just saying Toxic masculinity ruins the party again. Like you get somebody who wants to be a ballet dancer. I think that was part of the story too. Like wants to be a ballet dancer and wants to do that and was told that that's not for him. And then 
he found his outlets elsewhere. Oh no, I think Ryan might've froze or maybe I'm frozen. Are you there? Um, you froze for a second. Maybe it okay. was me. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm sure it was I got me. to no, see we have, this. We have like Google 30 seconds. Chat. I know that's my face all the time. Ah, that's why I love YouTube <laughs> because it randomly pulls clips and I'm always like, ah, bleh, yep. bleh. Um, we have Google fiber and the commercials are lies. It is not fast. So if Google fiber wants to sponsor me and come put like 16 more gigabytes over here, that'd be great. No. <laughs> but that's, but that's the point is like toxic masculinity really is part again. Like if this child could have been able to just wear high heels and do ballet, like think of the other possibilities of feeling nurtured. And yet instead you're being told everything about you as a human is wrong in your thoughts and your From a very you know, young age. fun from a very young age. And so I think too, that, that our generations, cause we come from the same generation, mm. um, growing up playing little league baseball and mm -hmm. tennis and all of these other things, you know, I grew up kind of almost in the last generation that was just told rub some dirt on it and walk it off. You know, just mm -hmm. a lot of those little, you know, things that, um, if the coach yells at you, he loves you and different things yeah. like that. Yes. And I don't know that that's necessarily true. Cause you can find any number of videos of, uh, very prominent coaches, uh, recently just berating players and people. And it's like, that's not cool. No, I don't, I don't want that is not love. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. and maybe, you know, a little bit of talking to someone could help those coaches, uh, coach in a different way, but, um, mm -hmm. that's just me. Uh, the only team I ever coached uh, was a bunch of sixth graders in basketball who won a city championship. So uh, yeah. I didn't know any of them. Um, anyway, but yeah, our son, we've made it a point that if he's interested in it, it gets nurtured. And right now that is everything that has to do with outer space. That is helping <laughs> me make, so cute. I know, God, yeah. I know um that is helping me make breakfast on the weekends he wants to crack the eggs and mix the eggs so you know if he wants to cook he can cook if he wants to be an astronaut he can be an astronaut he loves frozen which i think every child loves frozen um but he is just absolutely enamored with elsa and you know my parents got my son an elsa doll for Valentine's Day. Thank you, because I was just about to say he now has an Elsa Barbie style doll. And that is 100% perfectly okay, because every time we show it to him, he cracks up laughing and hides his face. He, he is so shy around this oh, Barbie doll. It's fantastic. <laughs> I love but, that. You know, in one day, we might go out back and kick a ball around and dig in the dirt and, you know, do all of these little boy type things. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, if he's interested in anything, it gets mm -hmm. it gets nurtured. And, and we've kind of made it a, a parenting point that if it stimulates his brain, mm -hmm. if it causes him especially at this early age where these formative moments and these formative memories are so important. Mm -hmm. If it brings him joy, it brings us joy. Yeah. And that is something that I think, um, you know, as, as we are more accepting of, of gay people and of trans people, uh, and as we work and fight to solidify just basic rights, just, I mean, just the bare bones for people, mm -hmm. uh, that, that is met with such awful, uh, resistance. I, you know, the, the but goes back to my definition of, of masculinity. If you're a man, you're fighting for those people. You're not fighting yeah. to limit anyone. You're right. fighting to say, Hey, there is nothing more manly in the world that you can do, uh, then fight for everyone. 
being yeah. a pillar of your community. And that includes my son, that includes uh, the, the gay people down the street, that includes the trans person in this neighborhood, because in every neighborhood, in every town in America, there is a mixture of people. It, it, we are not homogenous. And yeah. so the, the sooner we accept that and realize that, the sooner that we can start to understand that at a community level, all we have is one another. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly, and I love, I wrote it down. If it brings him joy, it brings us joy. And I, that has somehow gotten lost or never existed um, right. of just seeing your child happy or seeing another human happy. And if that human happens to, happens to love the same human with the same body parts, why do you care? <laughs> like just being happy for other, like seeing other people's joy can help you to feel joy. And I think that that is that I, I get. So my son went to the dentist this morning and picked a hot pink toothbrush and he was off. He looks fantastic in those pictures. Okay. By the way. He is the coolest kid ever. He's the coolest kid ever. Die. Oh my gosh. So those of you who are not, I don't post pictures of my children on my professional page, but just he is chilling out max and relaxing all cool they gave him sunglasses obviously for like the lights and the spit and he's just laying in that chair letting them do their business joe cool he's got his one of his arms is behind oh his yeah he's point. <laughs> just like almost looks like he's posed i and i i literally i was funny so i took the first picture and um because i was like well this is just such a cute pose like the way he was sitting and then i he did that thing with his arm and I like went and got one side and then she like moved back. She's like, no, get another one. I was like, this is his fourth time at the dentist. I don't know what I'm taking. It's not like a thing anymore, but he's so right. cute. I couldn't handle it. But, but so just the example of like, I worked at a community health center and we did backpacks for school. And I had people who like a little boy, little human with a penis wanted the pink backpack and the dad yelled at him raised his voice forcefully that's yeah. a girl color go pick a boy color and i was like oh they're these are for anybody you can have whatever color you want and of course he was like i will kill you with my eyeballs that's a girl mm -hmm. color. That's your dirty mouth mm -hmm. but i tried i at least wanted i wanted this tiny human to hear another person say there are no girl colors and boy colors you can pick whichever one you want right. let's discuss is supported by mom and Bras. With a wide range of bras and bralettes available for chest feeding and pumping, Mom and Deck combines the functionality you need with style and comfort. My favorite is the Do Anything Bra, the perfect bra that supports chest feeding and pumping in one truly lovely and comfortable bra. Visit us.momanda.cc backslash let's discuss and use code let's discuss for 10% off your entire order of $40 or more. Today, he, my son picked, it, he had orange, blue, green, yellow, purple, pink to pick from, and he almost grabbed the purple, and then he went with the hot pink, and I'm like, great, and I know I feel like I'm virtue signaling a little bit, like, well, my son loves pink, like, who cares, but I'm no, saying, well, like, let's, let's get this out in the open, that that pink is freaking rad, like, it's amazing, my husband looks, my husband and cool. my father, <laughs> amazing like, and a pink i've got some hot pink on some swim trunks and it's like yeah you know yeah. the flashy whatever they stand out yeah. i've got pink flamingos on my you know whatever so it's yeah. but so much of that is generational yes and so much of that is it, it was burned into our dads and i say that collectively because not our dads my, yeah not our, our dads, dads are like 
one of the points I was going to make is I'm, I'm sitting here holding back. We were talking about if it brings him joy, it brings us joy. And I'm uh -huh. sitting here trying not to get emotional because I get emotional at the drop of a hat, just looking at my kid. Yeah, of course. Um, and I, 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 I always wondered when I was growing up because my dad did the same thing. Um, and, and my dad was great. You know, I was not forced into one, you know, I was never made to play a sport. I was never, it was, it was always my choice. The only thing I wasn't allowed to do is play football. My dad broke about every bone in his body playing oh. football. Uh, so they did steer me away from playing football. Um, but uh, all the knowledge we have on concussions these days, it probably was right, life choice. Right. And, and, that, and that's kind of where we are is it's like, hey, CTE is real. And if I can keep my kid from getting his brain rattled around, no, maybe he's going to get a set of golf clubs sooner than later. Uh, yeah. um, but or, or a tennis racket. You know, I played tennis uh, yes, and, yeah. and I still love it. But yeah. um, so much of this is so generational and you often wonder and I do, especially since we've been knowing that we were going to talk about this subject, you, you wonder whose dad, whose grandpa, whose uncle, if they would have gotten a little bit of the T word here, I'm going to plug therapy again. Yep. If those back in the 60s and 70s and, and far back, if we would have made it a priority to allow people to be themselves instead of making this a generational problem, how many of these dads who do just what you described burn holes in you for saying it's okay to take a pink color mm. or tell say, you know, that's, that's a boy color. That's a girl color. Mm -hmm. How much of that problem gets solved if dads, grandpas, uncles were able to be themselves yeah. Oh, yeah. in past generations? I can't imagine. That's where we've come, yes. where we've created a bunch of 37 year old guys like me who are yelling about how they're aggrieved into their front facing cameras in a truck. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, there's not many aggrieved 37 year old white guys. <laughs> um, we've got it pretty good. Um, yeah. But, yeah <laughs> but I, I also I can I can lampoon that and make fun of that because I understand that. And, and then yeah. that's what I think, too, is, is the privilege that you have, the inherent privilege that you have is one that you should use again to lift up those other people around you. If you have a privilege, use it to your advantage in a way that benefits other people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so much we see of it is, is being used to tear down. And, and if you understand that you have things that automatically benefit you, don't use them as a wrecking ball. Mm -hmm. use them as bricks you know build mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. um, mm, ryan go ahead <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker's spitting um but that's just it is like we can we can we can say this but until it gets put into practice mm -hmm. i hope this reaches everybody um you know and, and i hope a guy who needs to hear it from someone who's bald with a beard and you know what I, I if somebody out there needs to hear that it's okay to talk to somebody it's okay to like the color pink it's okay to care for your you know your your trans neighbors your black neighbors your you know any everything mm -hmm. if you people if who you aren't have, like you <laughs> people who aren't like you if you have the ability to lift up people who aren't like you especially in a society that's trying to tear them down yes then you better do it mm. that's you know this is the only way we get through this <laughs> yeah. it's so true i mean it's so 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 true i i couldn't agree more and i think that that's i mean i, I was thinking back to what you're talking about like your son liking to you know crack the eggs and, and 
make breakfast and it's like I saw some people talking about because kitchens are a thing these days, which I mean, my parents still have my kitchen, my play kitchen at mine and my brother's. We, do. we have a play kitchen. We have one. Um, it is amazing. I am literally at the dentist this morning. They had one and my son was like, I'm going to make you a pizza. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. so didn't actually have a pizza there, but he was like pretending, which is lovely. And there are people typically men that I've seen in the comments and I was, cause I was reading an article about it. And there are people who are so angry because cooking is a woman's work. And it's like, do you know how much money Gordon Ramsay's worth? Do you know how much money Guy Fieri makes? Like, you know how much fun I have cooking and grilling. Hello, and you are like the that. future yeah, omelet chef of the future cruise line that makes. I love it that you brought this up. That you know that my dream job is to be yes. the omelet chef on a cruise ship. That's all yes. I want to do. I'm a I've liquor salesman, and I would years, give that yeah. up in a heartbeat to just go make omelets all day on a ship. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> love it, but that and just those kind of things, and and I think the other thing like to kind of jump off on a different tangent, but like the things that kind of pop into my mind is like consent is something that I think is a really big thing that we can help with our children, mm -hmm. all children. And the other side of that, of course, is helping adults understand that they don't own children's bodies. Like I right. don't, my son doesn't owe you a hug. He doesn't owe you. Now I will ask him if he'd like to give you a high five or a handshake or, you know, I don't want him to be rude, like, you know, piss off loser. <laughs> <laughs> fine if he starts okay. saying stuff like we're not going to give that energy but like if my son's not comfortable around you he's not shy he doesn't know yeah. you and he's right and so what we also talk to him and so we let him know that and we do try to encourage him to be polite and also being brave enough to say like i'm not giving that person a hug like you're mm -hmm. brave doesn't mean overcoming a fear of doing something against your gut. It's also standing up in a society that's going to tell you you're shy or whatever. Right. And unit saying that. And so the other thing that we do talk to him about is consent though. And I have a book that my sister-in-law got him and, um, and there's a page that says yes means yes. Everything else means no. And so we'll be mm -hmm. like consent. And then he'll read that page. And it's like, I hope to really instill that in both of my children, no matter what their body parts are that like, we just, we don't own other people. It's, it's not somebody else's job to make you happy. That starts within, mm -hmm. focus on the things that do bring you joy, develop those things naturally, organically, seek the company of other people as you feel appropriate. Um, I am an extrovert who gains my energy from being around other people. So I will have more people. You are an extrovert? No. Shocking. Everyone's surprised. But I'm like, <laughs> if my children don't gain their energy from being around other people, then that's okay too. But it's like mm -hmm. figuring out the way of recognizing who your real identity is. And then the people who are our age and older are the parents, I should say, because there are parents who are younger than we are too, of being open-minded. And again, I, I keep going back to this. I keep looking at it. Like if it brings him joy, it brings us joy. And if it brings other people joy, why do you care if they have a pink backpack? Why do you care? And also it should be it should be a cascading effect too that if it mm. brings him joy and it brings us joy then it brings mm. his grandparents joy mm. and it brings the the neighbors joy oh. it, it, it's it's yes. you always hear the little you know motivational poster sayings of one small act of kindness can change the world there you go but at the same time if if one kid doing what he loves and what he wants to do spreads then that energy goes to us yes it goes to his grandparents. Yes. If he's playing with the neighbor kids, it goes to them. Right. Then, then you do, 
even if it's brick by brick, you do start to break down yes. some of these norms that we've uh -huh. built that, you know, perhaps don't need to be norms. And maybe we can come to a conclusion on what masculinity is that doesn't have to have any sort of, you know, prefix. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, is is masculinity a, a woman diesel mechanic? Well, maybe. Is masculinity yeah. uh, my two and a half year old walking around with an Elsa Barbie doll? Yes. Probably. Right. It, it all is. Yeah. And how do we balance what we perceive as masculine with what we perceive as feminine? And like I said, if everything is a spectrum, mm -hmm. the average of where you are on those collective spectrums is who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we should be happy. We should be happy for every individual person where they fall on their set of spectrums Ugh. because you cannot pay you cannot put people in a box mm -hmm. yes and i and again i i love i i'm obviously always pitching therapy but like if you find the need to put somebody in a box to figure out why where that's i don't want like to use the word why but like where that stems from what's the motivating factor behind your need to control somebody else's life and then talking to a licensed mental health professional <laughs> right where that comes from <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had one of those little sound boards. <laughs> i am licensed in five different no. <laughs> but yeah i just i think that that is that is really important um i like that too about kind of the ripple effect of one one act of kindness can change the world whereas i like kind of using your words of like one act of joy can ripple through your community like mm -hmm. your to you to the grandparents to the people on facebook and instagram because i post the heck out of my kids on my they're secure oh, we, do we do too yeah because my our kids family are so funny our children between the two of us our children are so funny and they're so goofy and they're so outgoing and they do fun things and we have allowed them to express themselves and be themselves that Capturing those moments is part mm. of the society that we live in. You and I grew up where there might be just holiday photos. That's right. Um, you know, yeah. and then the, the video cameras that our dads had were these giant boxes <laughs> that sat on shoulders and things. So there's not a lot of instant photo opportunities, but now we have those and you can send them to your Alexa device on the counter. You can put them on social media and inherently I talked about this earlier, the moral arc of the universe bends toward good. Mm -hmm. The moral arc of social media has yet to be seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I choose to kind of use social media for, uh, to try to be funny. Uh, yeah. for um, I love to post my kid. Uh, don't get me wrong. The um, serotonin from, you know, seeing the likes roll in on a kid mm -hmm. picture and all that. It, it's mm -hmm. real. It's, it's fine. Real. But <laughs> I also like, like today at work, I was so busy at work. Um, I maybe checked my phone uh, two or three times. And one of them was to talk to Casey, my wife, about, um, you know, who we're going to vote for in the primaries. And so mm -hmm. as soon as we hang up from here, I've got to run down to the high school and vote. Because uh, I never- Oh, is it election day in Indiana? Yeah, it's election day in Indiana. It's primary oh. day. Well, uh, those of you who are listening- Today is not election day because this will not drop on May 3rd. Right. It is recording. May 3rd and it is primary day in Indiana. So I'm going to go do my civic duty. Yeah, you are. Um, but yeah, I I feel strongly about some things. And when you told me this was the topic, uh, especially having a tiny human and especially having a tiny human with a penis, mm. um, 
this is very important as we shape the society that we want for our kids. And, you know, your son's a little bit older than mine, but mm-hmm. they're going to be part of this mm-hmm. at the same age together. And right. we have to ensure that the generational things that we take note of that breed this toxicity, we have to strip those away by what, by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. And part of that is by allowing our children to find joy and sharing that joy with them. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just want to say it over and over again. I'm like, what brings him joy brings us joy. What brings other people joy, let it happen, support it. Absolutely. Imagine if I every actually, person you encountered on a daily basis was full of joy. Yes. Yes, exactly. I actually have a number of other things in my mind that I wanted to talk to you about, but I've already kept you long enough, which means I'm going to make you come back for another episode. Which oh, is- darn. <laughs> I know you hate talking too. So um, yeah. And you hate talking to me, clearly. <laughs> we could change the name of this. We could just do a podcast together called Extrovert. Yes. Okay. We probably should do that. That would be really interesting. I would be right. here for that. Yes. Um, all right, Ryan, thank you for your time. I, I will gladly be on again anytime you'll have me. I was say I can guarantee I will be bothering you again, which I talk to you literally every day. So that's sure. not going to be a problem. Um, <laughs> where I was wondering if you had any um, charities or uh, foundations or anybody that you wanted to kind of get a little spotlight to while we were here, while we have the, the ear of the group. Um, always donate to pediatric cancer. Um, mm-hmm. We have a friend who suffered from pediatric cancer, always donate to pediatric cancer. There is never enough research that can go into to curing cancer in children. Mm. Um, donate to your local community charities that offer women's health, that offer um, you know, healthcare support, uh, abortion support, and, and gynecological support to uh, people in underserved communities. Um, I have a vested interest in Planned Parenthood. Uh, so That's donate to Planned Parenthood. Um, donate to anyone in your local journalists in your community donate to um, building up the community that you live in and we can do this together Uh, we can start you know rebuilding society at the community level I truly believe that Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me uh, as as, like I said I have the vested interest in Planned Parenthood uh, the work that they do just in general healthcare, not just for women, not just for uh, mothers, but it, just in the community, mm-hmm. uh, providing STD support, pregnancy support, and, and just general healthcare and well-being, mm-hmm. um, and then pediatric cancer. Okay. Great. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. You will be back. I'm already putting it out there. We're going to put out <laughs> it's Extrovert, the new podcast, twenty later coming later, 2022. <laughs> And for the rest of you, again, it is not election day in Indiana anymore when you hear this podcast, but please go vote um, in your local elections in in the fall, of course, when that comes up. Be curious, not judgmental. And for the new one from Ryan, share your joy. Thanks, Meg. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Let's Discuss with Meg Duke. I'd love for you to write a review of my podcast on your app. And don't forget to subscribe so you get a notification when new content is posted. Take a moment to leave a rating too. You can follow me at Therapy by Meg on Instagram and find Meg Duke LCSW on Facebook. You can also look for Let's Discuss content by searching the hashtag Let's Discuss with Meg. Let's Discuss with Meg Duke is executive produced by David Presley and produced by Meg Duke. Our theme song was written and performed by Antoine McDuffie.